Welcome to episode 40 of the Chalk Dinosaur Podcast. On today's episode, I had a chat with my friend from the Pittsburgh music scene, David Didio. David, I'm sorry if I pronounce your name wrong. I'm 95% sure it's Didio. But if it's wrong, I'm sorry. Anyway, David is a fellow musician, songwriter, composer, producer, uh, and he releases music under the name Stone Throwers. Stone Throwers is a band. Um, they're from Pittsburgh, and uh, they do um, kind of like a modern, retro, soul, funk kind of, uh, what's it called, incarnation uh, you know, of that sound, modernized version of that sound. And uh, David is a singer and a guitar player. And um, I met him through music because somehow, I, I don't exactly remember how, but we connected and he uh, he got in touch with me, I believe, initially to mix one of his songs. That song is called Game. It's a great song. If you go look up Game by Stone Throwers, uh, that was the first thing that I worked on with David. And then after that, um, there's been two or three other recordings that uh, I've mixed and uh, mastered for David and Stone Throwers. So uh, yeah, that started uh, that started out like that. And then uh, he's someone that I'd always see out at shows. So um, that's how that all happened. Anyway, Stone Throwers, they're from Pittsburgh. Check them out. And uh, this conversation is pretty, pretty long and rambling, if I recall correctly, but maybe you'll be bored enough that you'll find it interesting. Anyway, enjoy the episode. And if you haven't seen The Sopranos yet, it'll make you want to talk like you're from New Jersey. You're gonna be at summer camp. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah! Are you you're you're playing there? Yeah. Fuck yeah! Playing there on Saturday, so I don't know when. Are we Wolf recording? I did just start it. Hell yeah! Because welcome to the Chalk Dinosaur <laughs> Podcast. Yes, this is episode we love, we something. Love That's gonna be sweet. You should hang out with them. You should become their best friend. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. I feel like. Uh, that would be nice. I feel like their their like approach to music and the way they do it is very uh, encouraging for me because like I see a lot of bands and musicians that just seem like super jaded and uh, maybe I don't know, just like their attitude about it and everything seems very sustainable. Yeah, joyful. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not like heavy. Uh, I've been like played like two hundred shows this year. Like I don't even know, you know, yeah, what month yeah. it is. Yeah, it's it seems like they have done a, like a great job of like utilizing the internet to like build a fan base and then go to them as opposed to like going from town to town trying to chase one down. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, because, like, they don't play very often. Yeah, that's what I... I love that, too. They kind of built the built the demand, and then... I mean, now they play more than they used to, but it's, like, any show they play is probably, you know, sell out. Yeah, which and is dope. Probably any 
merchandise they release they just like sell all of it yeah which did you see their the most recent uh, i don't know how i feel stunt? about that <laughs> i don't either i don't know how i feel about that because i fuck with riley and like i i literally like the the first thing i saw i like went to that hashtag and someone's like oh like this open source merch i'm like that's a pseudo doodle design i'm oh, like really? you just printed patches of the schwitz thing oh i'm like wait a minute i'm like i don't know how i feel about that yeah i didn't expect people to like take their already created designs i thought they'd be like making their own that's what i thought as well but the first thing i saw was just someone like (laughs) selling like patches of the schwitz design and i'm like Uh, i'm like um please break off riley (laughs) yeah i don't know how that works you know because i'm assuming it was a work for hire so once the design was made it was sold to yeah Wolfpack, it's theirs to do with whatever they want yeah with no like royalties or anything but it does seem like stealing a bit yeah i don't know as long as i'm i'm sure he's getting his bag he moved to michigan fuck yeah i was wondering why i haven't seen his ass (laughs) yeah i was talking to him i was asking him embroidery questions and he uh moved to michigan fuck yeah what do you think about embroidery? Um, I think it's cool, I guess. I don't know. No, no feelings. I love an embroidered patch. Something I've been like kicking around. Uh, shout out to Pat Brenner, whose idea I'm trying to steal. Um, <laughs> Pat Brunner? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to scheme up like, stone throwers patches that is just like the name logo Mm -hmm. um and i think it'd be like really cool to like thrift cool things and like have like a one of a kind oh yeah merch yeah that could be cool throw the patch on it and be like yeah that's a stone throw shirt wow you know i haven't seen that yeah and like i know like like bankrupt bodega does it like phenomenally you know where they just like he just finds cool shit and then like brands it as bankrupt bodega stuff um but like, i think that would be cool and like you you don't have to like obviously we'd still have like our shirts that are like you know we can get an order of a fucking 200 of them but i think having like a little rack with like just cool unique finds that would be cool but no larges because if it's cool and unique and a large it's in my closet <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm i guess selfish. that would be they'd be very uh it's got to be your size and but if you find it then uh, that would be cool. Because shit's like super cheap too. I mean, like you can find like a awesome jacket for like seven bucks. Yeah. Sell it for throw a, throw a what three dollar patch on it. Sell it for twenty five buck. Custom blazers. Custom blazers. I've you been know? looking at blazers. I, mean, I don't think I'm a blazer guy, but ever since I've been seeing your blazers, J C like, Penny, dude. My mom bought that <laughs> shit for me. It was like thirty five dollars. It's uh, it's exciting. I was just like on Amazon, like, whoa, look at these complicated print blazers. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm dead serious. JCPenney. I remember seeing some, uh, we were there getting turtlenecks for like a photo thing. And (laughs) I love turtlenecks, by the way. I recently like, um, I don't, maybe rediscovered. There's a picture of me wearing a turtleneck as like a five-year-old boy. And I'm like, drip. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're hard to find. No, oh, I can send you. I can send you the link. I have. I literally have a turtleneck for every day of the week. Wow! Did you order like online or? Mm-hmm. Okay. I ordered like one, 
online. Well, I ordered one for my Velma costume. Oh yeah, for for Halloween, and I'm like, I fuck with this. So I I, I ordered like a black <laughs> turtleneck, and like the Velma one doesn't get a lot of work because it just like it like honestly like the way the some shirts just like fit weird. It like mm-hmm. pills up like right over my man boobs, so like it like the folds bust. like right here, and I'm like, it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Is it cut for like uh, for like a woman or something? I think like it's with like extra to be room a, or something. A, a maybe I don't know. Yeah, but I found these one. I think they're like fifteen, sixteen bucks, and they come in a whole bunch of different colors. I wear them at the bar all the time. Is it like a sweater or like a like a shirt material? Um, I'd say it's like kind of like a hybrid. Like it's like a poly blend. Yeah, it's not super thick, but like it's you know. We were like looking for. Well, we we ran out of time to order turtlenecks for this photo shoot because we got our pictures taken at J.C. Penney. Hell yeah! And um, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Band photo like for me and Nick. We like we did a uh, J.C. Penney photo studio shoot. Oh, like <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. We have not like with that weird them. like blue cloud background. Yeah, yeah, you can pick the background. <laughs> so we got to, I'll have to show you some, but <laughs> we wanted to have turtlenecks and we couldn't like we went to several stores and like they didn't have them anywhere. That we got the last two turtlenecks at JC Penny and they were like these massive sweaters and they were so warm. Like I could see why people would wear them. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of like a, like a not a polo shirt, but you know, like a, that like thinner material. Yeah, I'll like I'll, I'll find them. I'll send you the link because they're and they're like they're cheap enough and they're good quality. They fit well. Hold on, ASMR. <laughs> yeah. Just clip oh the mic. Did I just? <laughs> that's not ASMR anymore. Let's just edit that out. What was uh? talking about turtlenecks but like there i can layer them you know yeah. like i'll wear it under the blazer yeah or like under like a jean jacket fly i'm trying to like capture like the cartoon character aesthetic oh okay you know like you know your favorite cartoon character they wear the same outfit every day i mean i feel like the, <laughs> the outfits you wear when you play now with the hat and the blazer and just the whole thing that that's definitely like character a character ask mm-hmm. like uh um yeah i remember seeing yeah that that and then like an older video of you playing in like regular clothes and it's just i like it a lot more with the uh yeah it's like you know it's theatrical right that's the yeah. it's the stevie ray vaughn hat you know just looks a little more like important yeah it makes it may it like and it helps with like the I don't know, like, obviously, I'm just David, but, like, you get the hat, the jacket, all the jirly, you know? Yeah. The jangly stuff. Like, it's more of a... This becomes Dr. D, and then, like, <laughs> I can, like, you know, be, like, super extra up on stage, and it's, like, an extension of, like, that yeah. persona as opposed to, like, you know? I'm, like, a pretty extra person just in my day-to-day life already, but putting on like my costume i feel yeah. like is what it is and then it's like it helps like you know looking larger than life yeah it helps bring that energy to like the stage and the room 
it's like embodying a yeah character like maybe a makes you feel freer to uh you know perform a certain way or something yeah that's like yeah like if i put on a fake mustache and like some sunglasses or something yeah it'll change my behavior (laughs) yeah i I like those like i like whatever that character you do like in your like reels and stuff just like Like promo stuff yeah just like uh (laughs) like who is the who is that character it's like dumb like spam (laughs) you know chicago slash pittsburgh i don't even know what that is it's fucking hilarious thank you i I like crack up every single time (laughs) spam it's spam (laughs) i'm talking high quality content (laughs) we're not talking about canned meats we're talking about spam (laughs) yeah that's the key to success in artistry Uh, spam we don't spam enough trying do i like i feel like what do you mean you put out new music like every week yeah but that i guess like posting all the time even just like you know hitting people over the head with like this is when like the new show is or this is when the new single is or like just like being really consistent on all the uh platforms and like email list and uh Oh, we're so bad at the email list. But Me we, too. We have, we have an email list. And like, we have like the subscribe form on our Wix. Also, I hate Wix. Sorry. What's Wix? It's like one of those website builders. Oh, okay. It's just like... I use Banzoogle. I honestly... It's too late to switch. The website's there. It's just like... It's like so buggy and like... It looks really good. But like doing like the... I think it's like the ADI or whatever... Like to like shuffle around components, or like add a new single. It's just yeah, like, uh, yeah. But people like I I catch people like they're like you have a new subscriber on your email <laughs> list. I'm like oh you might never get <laughs> you might never get an email from us because it's like I don't know it's so much like the administrative work is there's so much volume of it. Yeah, it's like posting on social media mm-hmm. and updating websites, updating websites and doing emails, emails and like definitely, you know, coordinating, re- like coordinating rehearsals and coordinating with the venue. It's like that's like a, a, a whole job in and of itself is just the like doing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh seems like that's kind of where management can help a lot I yeah think, with with that kind of stuff but yeah it's that is a lot of there's like whole days though where i'm just like either like responding to emails or like posting stuff and like updating like all the i don't know soundcloud Bandcamp, yeah like oh my the gosh. website <laughs> our bank youtube our Bandcamp, i think is just like our original ep that has been since removed from every streaming platform because honestly it was it did a good job for what we needed it to do we like i think we recorded it like within like two months of being a band and we like all live tracking and like you know we did it in an attic two months you know on like the dirtiest cheapest of budgets and like we weren't we weren't super tight then um and like obviously our sound has like evolved a ton um 
Does it have, do you like the songs? Like, would you re-record them? Um, two of them I would really love to re-record someday on an album. Groove Pocket needs to be re-recorded. And, like, I honestly liked that recording, but my guitar... It's weird when you're doing, like, full band tracking, and it's like, all right, full take, and it's like, all right, full take. And, like, I yeah. play... I've, like, dialed in my playing a lot more, but, like, I tend to play pretty, like, aggressively, like, on the strings and, like the take that we went with that the whole band sounded best on my fucking my b is flat uh yeah that's disappointing and i hear it <laughs> and i'm just like i'm like that guitar is not in tune that's i'm like worst. get it out of here i have friends and who are like our og fans are like yo like why did you take that song down i'm like because my guitar's out of tune <laughs> and it, it kills me that my guitar is out of tune on that track i wonder if you can are you playing like single notes like no. so you could, oh it's chords big chords uh, could you retract the guitar or is there a lot of bleed like in the, I don't even, I don't we, like, we don't have, we don't oh, have okay. like the st- we don't have any of that stuff. It's just, it is what it is. It it's is what it is. It was, you know, the song. Yeah. yeah. That's, oh man, that's the worst. You get like a good take or something and then realize something's out of tune. Yeah. And like most people don't notice that stuff, but like I do. And if it's going to bother me, it's, it's going to bother me. Back to the website. Have you seen like and Wolfpack? Have you seen their website? Um, not in like forever. <laughs> if you ever feel like your website isn't fancy enough, just like look at their website. It's like literally just like a white background with with text on. It looks like a like a typewriter. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I, um, I'm, I definitely have. It's like a, I mean, it's good. They have like links to all their videos and like stuff, but it's like the least uh it's like comically simplistic yeah i think it's like part of the bit right yeah and i guess like the way they record their videos with just like phones and one one phone type of thing and that's also encouraging because it's like you don't need to uh you can be like i don't know they're obviously very successful and uh haven't dumped a whole bunch of money or resources into those things yeah they They just just have the vision yeah they just put out groovy ass tunes and I think they were, like, um, the first band to, like, really... This isn't my take. I'm just parroting something. But, like, they're, like, the first band to, like, really pop off on, like, YouTube. And they, like, hit it, like, right at the right time. And, like, that's how they... Yeah. Like, came up is with those, like, janky little videos and, like, the groovy songs. Yeah. Them and Justin Bieber. Yeah. The Biebs. He's a YouTube uh, original. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember when Justin, that one Justin Bieber singing and playing piano. Oh my god! Thing hit. I was in like middle school or some shit, and like, I just remember like all the tweens were like, "Oh my gosh, this Canadian boy! Have you heard <laughs> the video?" It's like a. I feel like there's a lot of those. I, I feel like at that time, I it's unclear like how far they'll go. Like, if it'll go past the original hype, I guess. Like, there's a lot of pop artists, I feel like, that get to that level and then, like, kind of fade away. So, but he, he went all the way. He's like Justin Timberlake or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, continued to produce after that. He hit the pop. He hit the come up, and then I'm sure he just got, he got signed, like, immediately. And, like, once you, I feel like once you get plugged in with, like, all the right people and producers and and stuff it's like 
the machine. As long as you don't like fizzle out as like a person and creative, like yeah, you've got the you can just pump. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Our guitarist John Henderson sent us a little statistic. Daddy Skyridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, the most played video on YouTube, the Baby Shark. Yeah. You know, oh Baby my Shark. gosh, yo, Baby Shark like probably built a house for somebody. Uh this I forget what it was <laughs> like. It was like that song on YouTube alone generates like I don't know, so many like millions of dollars or something. It was a yeah, you could build like a uh, a village from that song. Yeah. And on Spotify, I think do to do to do. I think it's got more listens than, you know, Justin Bieber or something like that. It's yeah, like well, no one will run a song listeners. back like a small child. It's crazy. They're like, again. Like, man. Baby Shark again. We should... Uh, run it back. Baby Shark again. Get into the children's music. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Rosanna did a children's album. It was good. I haven't heard it, but I remember seeing that they... That That's they were, not a bear. Yeah. It's a marsupial. It's, they're great. I wonder if they... Uh, I wonder if they're still doing that. Like, if that uh, if they were able to tap into that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's like all these things that, like, I'm like, oh wow, like I could do that. Like maybe, uh, maybe I'll like trying to do something like that and just like you know, eventually be able to just live off streaming stuff. Tried that with the lo-fi. How is the, how is the lo-fi going? Oh, I don't know. I haven't checked it. it like. I was hitting it pretty hard for a little while. I got on some playlists. I think the monthly listeners got up to like 3,000. But then as soon as it was taken off some of these playlists, it was like 100 monthly listeners or yeah. something. It didn't... Uh, it was a lot harder than than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, so... And then I kind of got consumed with other stuff. I think at the same time, I was also like, oh, I'm going to make like a meditation music channel. Because I saw that some of those on Spotify and YouTube, I get like millions of listeners. Mm-hmm. 250,000 is would be enough to like pay rent. So that'd be great. Yeah, that seems doable, but then it's always it always turns out to be a lot harder than I expect. Same yeah. with like the sample pack company. I was like, "Oh, look at all these other people like doing this. I could do this. I just need to sell 8,000 sample packs <laughs> at $40 a piece and I'll be set." And then yeah, <laughs> and then I'll be fine every single month. <laughs> I love those sample packs. Thanks. Yeah, I, I don't like, don't tell Casey, but I like. Actually, we're we're live. I love Casey. He's a great drummer, but I also love like drum loop samples. Could uh, make a uh, could always make a project like that. Like I do you know? both. We have the live drums and some songs and some albums, and then some of them are, you know, electronic drums. Yeah, you can have you can have both. I'm like sample pack drums, synth bass. Although Simon's Simon's so good. I just I'm like so out of my depth when it comes to like I think getting like a good like bass tone. Like when it comes yeah. back from you, it sounds good. But like every time I'm like sitting there trying to like do like a pre mix up shit, I'm like, why does why do I feel like I can never like why does the bass never sound how I want the bass to sound? Yeah, bass, you know? bass is definitely hard to get. Because, like, you need that, like, that low frequency to glue it together. But I also, like, I want to hear that articulation. Because, like, 
it's not just about like the you know the low frequencies it's like about like what is he actually playing and yeah right like getting it to have weight but not be muddy yeah and still be clear it's definitely hard and i feel like the relationship between the rest of the stuff is really big too because like you think about some of older music that is has like a really good groove and like gel and a lot of times when you compare that to like you know if i compare that to a recording that i'm making you know the 70s recording has like so much less bass in it but it still sounds like yeah you know powerful and uh you know grooves really well so it's like a i don't know i feel like that's the hardest part is getting the bass well drums and bass are definitely the hardest yeah but if you like synth bass i feel like I feel like having like a hardware synthesizer makes that a lot easier. Like, yeah, any kind of just like instrument that like synth, there's so many options now too. But I, I remember that was just like, I had to do a lot less to make it sound good. Yeah. Like it was just like present and deep a little, you know. I don't know with the software synthesizers there's so many presets and like some of them like the sub bass is like out of control yeah like it's like too bassy and you like listen to it another like in the car or something yeah it's wild how like again that's not a, something i just maybe if i dedicated a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of time to it but it's like having music sound like consistent across like different types of speakers and like I don't even know. Yeah. And like some stuff just sounds like straight up louder on some speakers. And I'm like, how 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 are we all working with the same like I don't want to get conspiratorial, but I don't think some people get <laughs> DB squashed by Spotify. And I think yeah. some people do. Yeah. So I gotta listen to some shit. I'm like, this is so loud. Mm-hmm. And then like I feel like I'll put on, sometimes I'll put on stone throws and be like, why is this so quiet? But is, is it also like me just being super critical hearing it? Like, yeah, there's, is there a, is there like a user option for normalization? Do you know? I don't know. Could be on. Like automatic normalization. It might be, I feel like Spotify does that. But then I feel like there might also be an option that you can set for loudness normalization. But yeah, that's always a big kind of like a maddening thing. Because there's, yeah, like some of the tracks that I reference that I'm like trying to, you know, get to that level. It's just so loud and clear and big sounding. And I don't understand how they do it. It's like, how? How? Yeah. How do you do it? And then, I don't know, I guess ultimately, like, try not to get too hung up on the comparisons and just try to make the music, like, in itself, if you were to listen to it. Yeah, and, like, if it's on an album, like, make that, you know, the way it sounds, just, like, make it sound good to you. Because I feel like I've gotten into not into trouble but just like 
gone on like a wild goose chase trying to get my music to be as loud or sound the same way as like Oliver or some, you know, really, really well-produced music. Yeah. And then I'm like changing the music in ways that it's like not good for the music or it's like maybe making it worse, just like (laughs) too harsh and like bloated sounding. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, the mysteries. Yeah. And you know, you don't want to play into that too much and like end up like doing your music a disservice by, you know, if you think it sounds good and then you're like, oh no, like it's not as good as this or something. And then you start like messing with it. I think it's also like some frequencies, like, um, I don't know, like I listen to and play a lot of music like at the bar through, and we have like a big fucking like PA system. It's all like those big JBL, like PA main powered speakers and like specifically Strasbourg St. Denis by Roy Hargrove. Like it's like this, I don't want to use the J word. It's a soul tune where a guy's playing trumpet. Oh, we don't talk about jazz. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but like, I'll be li- like, you know, it like comes on on this. I made like a nine hour playlist. Um, Davos Clyde, which also maybe is the name of a project someday. I just think it sounds cool. Davos Clyde. Yeah. Like, who is Davos Clyde? No one knows. Sounds interesting. <laughs> uh, but like that song will come out. I'm like. Like, I might need to, like, go, like, turn this down a little bit. Because it's, like, when he's, like, ripping the trumpet, it's just it's so loud. I'm, like, how is... This is so loud. Yeah. But maybe it's just, like, those certain frequencies, like, punch through. Definitely, yeah. Definitely, yeah, with mixing and, and, like, mastering, a lot of times, I feel like they describe their role as trying to make things sound consistent among all yeah. listening sources. And, like, within the, you know, songs in the album. But definitely, yeah, like, the mid-range, like, 1,000 to, like, 4,000 kilohertz is, like, uh, you know, if you want to make it sound louder, you can, like, turn that up and it'll sound a lot louder. But it's hard to kind of, like, make make it present like that and not be harsh. Yeah. Which is why sometimes I'm just, like... I need somebody else to do this. Yeah. Which most of the time I mastered my own like singles and stuff, but for the band album decided to send it to someone else just cause yeah. I'd been. Who did You're the Dragon? Is that you on the master? Yeah. yeah. That shit's so good. Thank you. That song slaps. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm super into it. That one, that one's gotten a lot of Spotify help. Uh huh. Like, uh, it, it accumulated a lot of plays really quickly and it was all from, Mostly all from, like, algorithmic playlists. Algorithmic playlists. I'm, like, uh, obviously, like, this is a modern artist. You got to be, like, I'm not worried, but, like, I'm, like, tuned into, like, you know, playlisting and stuff. And, like, something that um, is, very like, very new for us, I think, like, post, like, this Bottoms Up release is our... Our, our most of our plays now come from it's like radio and i'm like oh my gosh radio yeah like not like like the radio radio but like spotify well, radio stations oh that's so cool. someone will put on like x radio mm-hmm. and that's cool like 
will be on it, which is great. Because yeah. then, like, I don't know. I, that's how I discover, like, a lot of music is, like, I'll pick a band I like, um, you know, on top of, like, the Discover Weekly shit, which I try to be consistent on, but I'm not always. Um, or, like, you know, on Spotify, if you have a short playlist and it runs out, mm-hmm. it'll just, like, create, a, like, an algorithmic playlist based on the songs on that playlist. Yeah. And we'll, like, play them as radio, which is really cool and i'm like thank you spotify yeah i've been chosen it's like uh i don't understand how it works either because some of the songs i put out they don't get that help and i'm like why not and then some of them do and they get a lot of it and like richard road that song needs more help that song slaps i don't know if that that one got some help i think thank you that's that song is awesome thanks yeah i like i was like um i think it was like whenever you dropped it i was just like chilling on the couch i 100 percent was smoking a big fat doobie because i remember being like real stoned at the time and i was like oh let me check this out and then i was just like laying there i'm like i'm like this song is making me feel some type of way like glad you i was like let me run this back like three times like that part where it like gets filtered and then like it comes back oh yeah <laughs> i was like oh my god who is this who is chalk dinosaur it's cool as fuck thank you yeah that was one of those videos that like for a while i was trying to release a lot of those one minute yeah. instagram just like make a beat things and that was one of those and uh for all these singles, I've been like trying to finish those ideas because, I mean, if you do that, it's pretty, pretty fruitful in terms of like, you know, some days you don't really get that great of an idea, but if you just like, it doesn't matter. Like, I just need to like f- make something that I can post. Yeah. You know, after two months or something, and there's more ideas than I can finish. Like, I still have a whole bunch. I, I don't know when I'm going to cut it off for that album. Might do how a many, couple more. How many how many songs are on that album? Like twelve so far. Not bad. Yeah, so like it could stop here and like save the other ideas for for another one, but or you could just keep pumping them. I think a uh, twenty song album. <laughs> I think I'll probably keep going to like the beginning of summer, maybe because I think I'm gonna. I think the plan is to release that before Secret Dreams, which is in August. Since that's that's kind of more of like an electronic festival. Yeah. But yeah, Richard Road. Here's the. Uh, you'll see where it got the help. Oh yeah, we we love looking at stats. So you're looking like, at you're a, like, what happened here? Just looking at a graph of uh, the Spotify listeners for Richard Road. Wow. So it just got November twenty eighth. Just got put one thousand three hundred and thirty eight streams. Got fed to everybody's playlists or whatever for i don't know a couple days yeah and then now it's just back down to like just random people who know about the song listening to it me yeah 50 (laughs) percent. me listening to it 20 times a day somebody somebody sent me an instagram message and said they went on like a 30 mile bike ride or something and they only listened to that song (laughs) (laughs) he's like i tried to change it but the vibe was just off. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. I would, I would honestly, I would not ride my bike thirty miles. 
I mean, I have a bike, but I, I gotta like get new tires, and it's just one of those things that I just have been meaning to do for like a year now. Yeah, I, I mean, I love going for a bike ride, but I'm like a, I'm like a leisurely bike ride kind of guy. Yeah, I, um, like, <laughs> late this summer, I, um, you know, have like a little travel guitar, so I was like, I'm gonna ride down, take the, you know, river trail down to the point sit there play a guitar watch the sunset you know drink a hard kombucha smoke a little weed yeah. hang out and then i ran into pat um alex turnshuck and like a couple of other folk and they were just like down chilling the down there yeah down at the point and they're like like oh do you want to like ride back with us we're gonna stop and grab a beer here those dudes ride their bikes so fast i'm like <laughs> i'm like i'm like you know i'm here for fun right <laughs> like i'm like, like <sighs> I was like legitimately winded. <laughs> I was like sore the next day. You're I'm like booking it. I'm like, that's so funny. I'm like, can we? We have different goals. Like I went for a hike with a friend uh, earlier this week, and like, she got this tiny little dog, and she's like a very like fit, active person. And I'm like, oh, we're just gonna go for like stroll, like, Frick Park. <laughs> like, we're, it's not gonna be hard. Yeah, we. Are, we got to like we got halfway there. I'm like, can, can I sit down for a second? <laughs> I'm like, the pace of this is yeah. Like, I, <laughs> sounds like you're a you're a slow walker like me. Yeah, I'm like a leisurely nature enjoyer. <laughs> like, what I like on a hike is like you hike a little bit, you find a nice spot, you sit down, you chill by the water, you get up and hike a little bit more. Like, yeah, yeah. That's so people just are they they just push it whenever i go hiking with my brother my older brother joe well and his friends third there's four yeah there's two older ones so the third is there's no pictures or anything in here but he's like four years older than me he's like 37 38 but yeah he's like a it's a it's a workout it's a you're a pretty fit guy though yeah, his pace is just very fast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I went on a bike ride with Alyssa early on when we were dating and ended up being, like, very, it was, like, 17 miles or something, more than I more than I bargained for. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're like, I'm You're roasting. like, man, I don't want to go too slow because, <laughs> like, I'm trying to low-key impress this girl. <laughs> I'm not tired. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm fine <laughs> I, can, I, I can do more i'm fine should, you should know, pack my, an extra water bottle though my bike you know it's my bike i think uh, the tire's getting flat or something yeah, I, think I think we, we better turn, head back we should, I think we should turn <laughs> turn turn around yeah i feel like i don't know yeah the river chill's great though oh it's so nice i uh i miss being able to just uh get on that because i i don't know if you, did you ever go to my south side house i don't know if i was like friends with you um, I don't think so. Or wait, no, I mixed game there, but I don't know if you came over. No, I don't think so. Think but we lived on 24th Street, and so, you know, it was like two blocks to the works. I wasn't cool enough to be your friend back then. <laughs> now you've passed <laughs> the test. No, I started wearing the hat, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> I was like, Basically, I got the hat, and John's like, <laughs> wow, this guy isn't wearing normal clothes anymore. <laughs> I guess I could be friends with them. Gotta be friends with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was when I. 
that was must have been when I started to get to know you because I remember doing game there. Ah, that song slaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always like uh, I'm always excited whenever you guys play that one. It's a, it's a moment. It is it it is most certainly a moment. It's such a quick little hit, and like we had that song. That song still probably drives like a lot of our Spotify stuff. And I'm like, but I like our new stuff too. People listen. Yeah. But low key, like, um, I don't know. I I think something that's like underutilized, um, you know, like obviously we use like, um, like internet, like submission portals to like connect with playlisters, but like submit hub, submit hub. Um, we just started like a new one. I think it's like playlist push or something. I don't know. I was talking to some dude, um, who like works with like Taylor Gang at Universal? Like got introduced to him through like a mutual friend, and he's like, you know, this is what we use. Huh? Um, push. Yeah, and uh, like check that out. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. We like, we're like, why don't we try it out? It's like, not like, you know. The more people, like industry folk I talk to, they're like, yeah, you just gotta like, like part of it. It sucks that like payola is still a fucking thing, but it's like. Paola? Yeah, like the old school practice of, you know, like A&R people would like show up at a radio station with like cash and be like, play this record. Yeah. You know? And like, um, it doesn't like super feel like that. I mean, it's like, it is a service of like, someone like is pushing your music. So it's like, you know, unless like you obviously want like organic people to like, evangelize your songs like when people are hanging out listening to music you want someone to be like oh check out this band yeah and then play your stuff like that's obviously the best stuff um but where we found i think the most success especially with like streaming stuff is like find a playlist that is like a good vibe look at who made the playlist (laughs) track them down on instagram and fucking dm them yeah. Like, we've DM, like, and, like, those are consistently, like, our, like, highest listenership. Like, that's what oh, nice. got game, like, you know. It's, like, very targeted. Yeah, it's just, like, oh, this guy has, like, a very popular funk soul jazz playlist. Like, he's got 500 Instagram followers. This is just some dude. Yeah, right. He <laughs> might, like, might, might like this song. Yeah. I was, like, do you want a pre-release copy so you can feel cool, too? <laughs> I think that's what that's what John was doing, uh, just like yeah, manually tracking down playlists. Cause yeah, it's a it's a lot more work, but it's there's something different about that than somebody who is just getting paid to like listen and give feedback. Yeah, I feel like I I don't I don't want feedback. Whenever I submit to yeah. submit hub, I'm like, I got no be, feedback. Just like, <laughs> please, please, no feedback. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like when, when bottoms up, it's just disappointing. Oh my gosh. And it's like, it all, it all, it all hits first thing in the morning. Like the automatic emails and like Casey does like our, our playlist stuff, which I'm like super appreciative of. Uh, but like I'll wake up to like eight rejections in my yeah like oh let me like check my phone it's first thing in the morning like rejected 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 <laughs> rejected rejected this song is too modern this song is too retro yeah 
this song is too new disco. This song isn't new disco enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, too electronic. Yeah. Too old school. And I'm just like, who are you people? Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I had a lot of that. Especially for, for Pelican Watch, I was trying to go that route really hard. Just like submitting a lot. And yeah, people are very particular with the style. So that if it's not like right on the button for like the sound, then they're like, no, like it has to be this very specific. Yeah. And it's like, what even is that specific sound? Yeah. And also I think some of those playlists are like propped up by that economy. Like, oh, some random indie band gets on this playlist. All six of their members add that playlist, but don't actually listen to it. So like this playlist has like 5,000 saves, but it's like, does anybody actually listen to that playlist? I don't know. Yeah, and it, it's a little, it's a little bit uh, misleading sometimes too. At least like from the Pelican Watch, that like the numbers swelled a lot when it was on this one particular playlist, but it didn't translate into actual fans. Yeah, like it. As soon as it was off of that, people weren't. You know, maybe there was. Maybe I picked up like one or two. Yeah. People that like went back to it, but. I guess with that kind of music, people, it's just, like, on. People aren't really paying attention to what it is. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. They're, like, lo-fi beat playlist. Yeah. Shuffle. Yeah. You know? I mean, when I would, I would like, you know, heart certain songs that I liked, but um, I'm sure, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, understand how that whole scene works. I don't know that anybody does. Yeah, it's not it doesn't seem like it seems like it's kind of a small world of like the the people who are the most popular and like doing the best. It's like not that many artists, which it also is in the jam scene I'm discovering. Yeah. It's like very especially since we got started working with manager and booking agent and they just know everybody that's involved. Just like any band I mentioned, they're like, oh, I know like Bill, they're, you know, managers. Yeah. Like, oh, does Jim book for them? Or like... Yeah, that's what I saw. I saw that. That's it's very exciting. I'm so excited for you, John. This year, yeah, this year will be different for sure. Yeah, we're we're excited just to have people, just have extra people like putting putting effort into it, especially with like expertise that we don't have. Yeah, and I like... Something that I sort of like take as like a philosophy standpoint, like especially with working with like managers, like we use, uh, we work with like Maddie and Danielle from Keystone Artist Connect and like they do a great job for us. Um, and it's like they're on the same page and they're like amplifying what you're already doing as opposed to like, like they don't tell us what to do. Yeah. Like, and they're not like, you know, where you're booking people. So don't be reaching out to venues. Don't be like, like I still do like a pretty like large swath of like my personal and stone throwers booking just through like, cause that's, you know, that's how we came up is like sometimes people just slide into your DMS and like, yeah, you know, so we, we have like that, you know, in-house stuff that comes, but then we also have like another team of people that are like, you know, bringing us up in the right rooms, like... 
pitching you, us like in addition to like what we're already doing which is really cool would you say that like the booking people work more with like like rocktoberfest or like bigger like events that where there's like more negotiation involved or something with like you know like sponsored events or like yeah yeah i mean they definitely have like gotten us like um like a bunch of those things but like so like we played music on the mon and then the uh mark the the dude who like runs beers of the berg like saw us at one of those and was like oh i want to have these guys at rocktoberfest and like he already had the connections with like those people so it's like it was it was super like um organic but it's like we wouldn't have had that opportunity if we didn't get booked at music on the mound by the keystone folks right so it's like it creates additional opportunities and like i don't know it's great i think that was like a huge step up for us um having extra people like behind the project yeah and having people who like you know like i don't I'm I'm super I feel super grateful to like work with them because they also like like our stuff. Yeah, you know? like I'm not people are like oh like you should hire a publicist or like oh you should like you know get a manager or like whatever and I'm like yes but also like I don't want to like seek out someone and pay them to do something if they're not like into it. Definitely, like I'm happy to fucking pay someone who like believes in us as a band and like takes x percent or whatever fee like if they're about it yeah like i don't want to be like a chore right for some mm-hmm. random manager who like or you know some publicist who's like oh i guess i'll do this because these guys are paying me it's like i want someone who like legitimately likes our music believes in the project yeah and then at that point like it's a value add for us and for them and like you know yeah definitely i feel like i've waited for a really long time because i've been there's been like some i feel like it's almost happened a couple times where i started working with someone else but just never uh felt comfortable doing it until now and uh but yeah i feel i get that sense um yeah, I feel like that would be terrible if if it wasn't like that. They like weren't connected with like what you were doing or what you were about or Yeah. And it would probably I don't know. I feel like they'd just be able to do a better job if they understand you know what your music's like and you know what your thing is. Yeah, like what you're about. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. Shout out to Keystone Artists Connect. Maddie and Danielle are cool as fuck. <laughs> How long have you been working with them? Um, it'll be, honestly, it's, I think it's our like one year anniversary. Nice. Cause I met with them at, what is it? Double wide grill in the South side. Like right by where I lived. (laughs) Like, like March of last year. And yeah, it's, it's been really good. And like, you know, they have been like super supportive and like, you know, they think we do a good job, which it's nice to be like a scene, mm-hmm. you know, because... Yeah, have somebody like believe in you. Yeah, and like they have a ton of connections, which is great. Um, and it just like, it gets your, your foot in the door in like so many more places. Yeah. 
And just just like having that, I feel like raises your value somehow just like in itself. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we got managers. (laughs) Talk to my agent. Talk to my agent, please. No, but they're they're great. So like who's that who's that company y'all signed on? The Bear Fuzz also is with them as well, right? Uh, Bear Fuzz is managed by the same manager. So our manager's Rob Chafin, who is the drummer for the works. Oh you know that band? And he he like runs the workout and secret dreams and he's the talent buyer for uh legend valley for that venue fuck yeah well you know if the workout or secret dreams ever needs a mediocre uh, <laughs> electro soul band <laughs> we're cheap and we're available just kidding no i'm not i mean you guys would do a good job it's like uh i don't know i, I feel like We've been like trying to get, like, break through that circle for, I don't know, what year is it? 10 years, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and eventually just um, met enough people. Actually, it's Ben Pentagar. He was the one who, he's friends with Rob and it was, yeah, has been like, you know, advocating for us for a long time. And eventually, um, you know, it, it started to happen. Yeah. But he's the manager. And then he found our booking agency, got us with the booking agency, which is pivotal from, I think they're based in Texas or something. I don't know, but it like, doesn't matter. Cause they all live in different places. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're handling all, all booking stuff, which is nice. For me not to have to do that. Um, and hey, also, when, when do I have to show up? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and just like negotiating all the details and stuff that yeah. I either wouldn't think to ask or like just like wouldn't. Uh, I They just have an idea of like what the market value is, yeah. I guess. And I was never, uh, never, I never like asking for money. Or asking for more money. And uh, so I'm just like not suited to be doing that for, yeah. for our band. Yeah. Like for free. We'll do it for free. Let's do it. No, <laughs> so um, we played this like, um, it was like a, a progressive like political action conference. Um, they like rented out the convention center and stuff and they had like a essentially like a mixer at stage a they like rented out stage a this past summer and like they thankfully um you know someone recommended us to them so they just like hit us up and i'm like this is real and like i like got on the phone with the guy and he's like yeah like you know can you guys play like hour 15 set like you know what do you guys what's your rate and i was like damn i really want to like play this thing i really want to Play at Stage A, that's yeah. cool as fuck, even though like, low-key, I kind of hate that place now. Um, <laughs> it's very, but, yeah, very I don't know, slick venue. I don't know. The last time, like, that the sh- that Lotus show was awesome, and, like, you did a great job. Uh, but, like, when there's Thank 15 you. cops there and not, like, a single water fountain in good working order, I'm like, where are the priorities? Yeah. 
But like, we really wanted to do. Sorry, sorry for my like mild radicalization against Ticketmaster venues. Um, oh, that's okay. I don't think you're alone. <laughs> um, you know, I don't need officer friendly looking at my wiener while I'm in the bathroom. Like, chill. Um, at that at what show? At that Lotus show. Oh, really? I mean, like no water too. Like the the water fountain is like super janky, and I'm just like yo. You charging me six dollars for a bottle of water if I want to re- refill it. It's like a project. Like, urinal cops. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, are you in here? I mean, there's 15 cops. Obviously, they're gonna be in the bathroom because they got a P2. They're people. But like, I'm like, why is every time I go to the bathroom there's a police officer? In here? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's probably a difficult balance. You know, you you've got to have order, but. You don't want it to seem like threatening. Yeah. And like some some places do it really well. I feel like the Rex did it really well. Yeah. Where it's like the Rex security is there for your own safety. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they would take care of business if they had to, but nobody felt like they're not there to bust nobody's people. breathing down your neck. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that uh, digression, so like I was talking to this dude, he's like, you know, yeah, we want to have you like play stage ae for this event like what's your rate and i was like that question i was like oh man like i really want to do this i don't want to i don't want to shoot too high i'm like i'm just gonna tell them the last rate we got paid for like a thing and he's like he's like you should he's like i'm don't tell anybody i told you this but like he double it he's like he's like you should tell me twice that amount Wow. And then I will go and get approval. Nice. And I'm like, did I really like undershoot us by like <laughs> half? If, I guess like uh, <laughs> you said it was like a sponsored yeah. event. So maybe yeah. like, yeah, there's certain events, which like I don't always know which ones those are, but where the budget is a lot higher than if it's like an independent show or something. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's nice of that person to. Right, I'm say like, that. thank, I'm like, thank you. Um, you know, and it was it was really cool, but it's like so hard, it's so hard to toe that line of like, I don't want to like scare people away by quoting them too high, but I also don't want to <clears> like <throat> under like have my people be underpaid. But I think yeah, well, they can always send you a counter offer yeah it's like here's our normal rate what's your best offer or you know send over your best offer that seems to be the language that yeah i'm hearing from our booking thing and uh and then they'll send like we can do this much yeah and you can be like i i think that seems to be the way it works rather than just like a flat like nope yeah like we'll look at someone else like uh Seems like if you shoot too high and then ask for an offer, they'll tell you what they can do, and then maybe they think you know, expensive, yeah, nice things, <laughs> expensive. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, obviously these guys are expensive because they're good, you know. Yeah, this uh, this ain't no thrift store funk band. No, this is a deluxe. This is primo up. shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but I had... That's Lasers like, cost money, John. $36 at JCPenney. <laughs> Nobody needs to know that. <laughs> $300 custom suit. 
the <laughs> I, I played my very first wedding actually it was like this very very fancy affair um but like it's almost like oh my gosh where did you get this custom suit made i'm like yo these are like 20 dollar chinos from amazon and a 35 dollar <laughs> jacket from jc penny like this isn't this isn't this is all off the rack baby nice yeah uh just the way you dress it up yeah and it's just like yeah, it's like someone, as long as it like fits you well. Yeah. It's like nobody really, unless they're like very uh, in depth with like, you know, they just know like all kinds of different dress clothes. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, those are, uh, I don't know, Hugo Boss, <laughs> but they're counterfeit because I can tell by the inseam on the, uh, on the zipper area or like. I don't Stop know. Stop looking at my zipper area, you son of a bitch. I don't th- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would say to them. My zipper is private. Right? But I, I, yeah, I, I just never like asking for, or, or like I just have no idea like what my value is for any it, job. It's high, John. <laughs> Thank you. So is yours. High value asset. Yeah, it's hard to... Especially, yeah, it's just like hard to ask for for that. Well, I feel like most people like, um, I don't know. It's like an industry where like you don't get into being a professional musician because you're like chasing the bag, you know? Yeah. Like it's just not. That's what the that's what management and booking agents, uh, that's their profession. Yeah need to get that because it'd be it'd be nice to get paid i I love getting paid well yeah for him you know and i usually like i don't know like i've played for i paid great i played great gigs for like no money i've played mediocre gigs for a ton of money Mm -hmm. like comparatively um but i don't know you just gotta find balance in it i think that was just a platitude. That didn't mean anything. Find balance. I guess like just like not really being aware of what a normal cost is and how yeah. much money these events are making, yeah. which I don't have knowledge of, uh, makes it hard to kind of... Yeah, because like there have been shows, yeah, you get paid nothing or you get paid like 100 bucks and then there's been shows where you get paid like 10 times that much and it's hard to tell like... Why? Yeah. I the only, like I'm not um like neither in my like in my solo stuff I have like a pretty good idea of like the rate that I charge and like you know, if a place is trying to have live music consistently, like like I charge like a hundred dollars an hour. Um if I'm bringing the sound. If mm-hmm. a place has sound, I'll usually like cut them a deal. Um but with like stone throw stuff, it's it's tougher. But like I do have like a point where I put my foot down where it's like I've played places where like we're not getting paid very much and like the bar is like cleaning up. And yeah. I'm like I'm like if someone's making a lot of money here, like I expect to be broken off mm-hmm. because it's like I don't want to be exploited. But it's like right, yeah, you want if be it's fair. like an indie venue, small show, like. You know, even if there's a good turnout, it's like, 
you can tell the places where like somebody's like cleaning up mm-hmm. and like if you're making a lot of money and i'm here making you that money like right break me off but like i'm not like i need to get paid x to do yz um you like, keep a note of like places that you feel like that uh so that maybe you, you could ask for more yeah or i just don't go back smiling moose was um one place like that and we also like that was like our second gig and we like worked with a promoter and like by the time like the promoter got their cut and like like there was probably like 100 people at that show you know that was like still and it's weird because like as a brand new band you get like this like surge of like everybody you're friends with will come out to see you yeah right and so like you to have like a like an artificially inflated fan base and then that sort of like wanes off and then you actually have to like gain fans based on like they like your music they're not just there because yeah it's a new thing for a friend group to do um but like i just like that we like packed the upstairs and like you know it was like i don't know i think it was like 24 25 so like and people are still drinking pretty heavily yeah, at that age. And, like, I just, like, remember, like, there was all, like, the bar was packed. Like, people were, like, buying drinks and shots. And, like, it was rowdy in there. And there was, it was us and, like, two other bands. And, like, I remember, like, the three bands got, like, $60 a piece. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm, like, wait a minute. I'm, like, you probably cleared, like, three grand at the bar like at least yeah and like how how do i end up getting i mean 60 bucks it's three hours if everybody bought one drink or two drinks or three drinks i don't know i don't know i feel like bars make a lot of money yeah i mean you work at one now yeah i feel they do well and like they did very well that night and it was like also like a pay to play situation, so like you had to like pay to play. Like I don't know. that was our first two, two or three shows like way back, big time productions. It was like uh, how we. I guess we just didn't know how to like book a show or something. Yeah, I don't even know how we found out about this, but yeah, it was like they front you like all these tickets, then you have to like sell them, and if you don't sell a certain amount, then you like owe the money. Yeah, it was so dumb. But fortunately, that that was only you know two shows or something. Yeah, and like you get out, like if you, if your band holds any water, you get out of that real quick. Yeah, um, you know, which is nice. Start meeting other people. Yeah, and you start bands. like you know figuring it out with other musicians and yeah, like once you've have some shows under your belt, like you have more places that are like open to asking you to play that are like cool places that you know. Uh, I like I do think that there's like a space for that because it's like, you know, some people like want to form a band with their friends and like play a show and they're like, it's not like a like serious music project or like whatever. And like, it is nice that like, you know, you can play like a small venue with like a real stage and like a sound guy and yeah, you know, people can come to it. Um, but if you're like trying to work as a band uh that stuff which i, I was just like i'm like never again on that stuff 
Yeah. Very hesitant. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the thing that is probably been the, the most helpful is trying to open for bands like of the similar or like, you know, fitting bands. Yeah. I feel like that was like an aggressive effort. Just like any time there was like a band that like, oh, like we like this band or like just like try to get on the show. And yeah, because then you're like, you know, like I, just we, we pick up like a good amount of like new fans. Like when we open for Sammy Ray, because like they're awesome. They're coming back. I'm like, please let us open for you again. Um, <laughs> but it's like. Like, we didn't get paid very much for that, but, like, yeah, we played to a room of, like, 500 people who love that kind of music and, like, showed up, bought a ticket mm-hmm. to see, like, a pop soul band on a Tuesday night. Yeah. You know? And, like, those are the exact... Who live in this city or, like, in the right. surrounding area. And, like, I made a bunch of, like, new friends from that. Like, we picked up a bunch of, like, people who come to our shows now. And it's, like, we literally just, like, got in the right room in front of the right people. Yeah, I feel like that's huge. So we're, like... So this like, is the type of music I like that yeah. I will go to see. And it's like, hey, here's another band that is doing this in your area. Yeah, that's that's huge. And it's like those events where people are there, like, specifically to see this music are so much different than, you know, we've played a number of events where it's like, it's this event and there's also this music happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and those are never really, we, we usually get paid, you know, decent for those. Oh yeah. But it's like, you're getting paid to be like background noise, which. Yeah. It's like purely for the, the money, I guess, because like we never really, there might be like three people that are like into it or like maybe even came to see it specifically, but it's so much better whenever you're playing like a music event where everybody is there because they want to see music and they just like like seeing live music and they're they want to find new music yeah and like um like i feel like festivals are great for that like so like that kingfly new year's was was something like that where like that thing sold out and then they released more tickets and then it sold out again but like the vast majority of the people were there to like drink fancy cocktails and eat hors d'oeuvres and like hang out at this cool distillery for New Year's. You know, they weren't, like, there to see a funky dance music band. Oh, you don't think so? I don't think so. Wow. Like, I I think, like, the amount of... Like, that show was just, like... um, We got paid very well for it, so, like, I have no gripes about, like, the overall experience, and, like, it was fun to have, have that jam session we hosted, and, like, you know, by the end, people, like, got into it, but it's, like... There was a, a lot of people who could probably take it or leave it, like what we were doing, and like. Interesting, yeah. I I definitely f- perceived it as like a stone throwers event as opposed to like a kingfly. Hors d'oeuvres event with music by stone throwers, yeah. or like, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Do you think it felt different than like the bottle rocket show? Oh, so much different. I mean, the bottle rocket show. There's what like. I think we were like twenty people shy of selling that place out, and like there was like, yeah. Honestly, I it's wild because like I saw the photos after the fact, and like Chris, 
honestly, it was a vibe in there. And, like, it was kind of great because, like, he got, I don't want to say overexcited with the smoke machine, but he <laughs> hit that smoke machine button. Like, I could only see the first two rows of people. Nice. So it's, like, to me, like, it was just, like, I could feel the energy of all the people, but I didn't, like, see the, yeah. you know, 100, 150 people in there. Um, I was just, like, playing to, like, the... 15 people who were like in the first two rows like close to us like dancing which was really cool um but like i felt like 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 that bottle rocket show was awesome like everybody was like so engaged and like yeah like dancing and moving and like singing along like that's cool that shit is so cool and it's like you know we didn't get paid as much as that as we did at new year's eve but like i'll take that bottle rocket show over it like every day of the week yeah just uh, 99 times out of 100 unless i like really have to pay rent or something <laughs> yeah you know yeah um, that's cool that was like uh that was cool to see well also it was just like i felt like i went back in time in that room it's like half half like dive and then like the other half it was like felt felt very like home like yeah, it's like a basement like. Yeah. Uh, someone described it as like the basement from that 70s show but in like the best way. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it was like uh it did feel like 70s, which is fitting. The wood paneling yeah. and like like the couch and just like I don't know, it was cozy. But it was cool to see it it fill up like as the night went on. Yeah. And uh Yeah, cuz I had never been there before, so I was like, hmm, this should be interesting like I didn't even know about this place. Yeah, I remember that time when you were like, yeah, I don't really want to sit in. And then you were like, <laughs> you got in the room and the fucking, it was electric in there. You're like, all right, I kind of want to play. <laughs> I had a couple of drinks. I'm ready. That was awesome. I think something, I, I know I like told you about this already, but we're on a podcast, so I'm going to repeat myself. Um, I was like very uh, Im- impressed and like blown away. Well, well, we can go into hyperbole, but like you were playing somebody else's like amp, pedals, and guitar, and like it sounded like exactly like Chalk Dinosaur, like that's cool. And like every time I'm like, oh, I have to do X Y Z to achieve tone. It's like no, no, no. Like tone is in your hands, and it's like how you play the instrument and the note selection. It's like that's cool. Like it's sounded like you to me you know very even, cool even though it was like you know you're not playing what is that like the 335 or yeah yeah you know through your christian strat yeah his, you're like on a strat through like some random pedal board into some random amp and it sounds like exactly like your guitar tone that's cool yeah i guess there's so many like so many variables that make the tone yeah like note selection and like how you pluck i guess just like your your choices but yeah, that's that's cool. That's good to hear. Yeah, and like that's obviously, it. like when you're playing your guitar through all your stuff, it sounds more like you. But like it's, I was like, huh? I was like, this sounds just like fucking John. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like you, you say that, and it's like, well, duh, John's playing. But like, I think as like, especially like being around players and like people who care about gear and like you've like. I'm very selective with like you know my pedals and yeah like I've I've been trying to like get away from caring about like quote unquote tone although like the last 
I need to figure some shit out. Not satisfied with your tongue. I'm not. I'm now. Now I'm not satisfied with my tongue. But um, you know, it's it's so much like the person playing the instrument. Like I saw this video of John Mayer on YouTube playing like an Epiphone Les Paul at like mm-hmm. some you know random. I think it was, I'm sure it was like someone in his social circle, like I think their kid mm-hmm. put on like a little like out outdoor, like, you know, concert of like teenagers by a pool and like John Mayer, like hopped up and like grabbed the guitar. I'm like, fucking sounds like John Mayer <laughs> playing like an Epiphone Les Paul through like a crate amp, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that's, it is all, it, it definitely is like. There's, yeah, definitely, like, when there's a a player and you just put anything in front of them, like, with drums, too. Yeah. Like, if you sit, like, a really good drummer down at just, like, a piece of crap drum set, it'll sound amazing. Like, have you seen that uh, Corey Wong, like, the, the carry-on band? Oh, yeah, they, yeah, like, They play, like, the tiny instruments. Yeah. And the drummer's, like, ripping on this, like, kid's, like, the this, like, tiniest, like, comical drum set but it sounds really good but it's like a pocket groove yeah and i feel like yeah it's the same way with any other players they're just uh it's that's that's encouraging because yeah it's easy to get caught up in like oh i'm not gonna like sound good enough if i don't have this like particular like pedal or guitar or microphone or something yeah it's like oh my gosh do i need this like what is it clone clone the clone yeah you're like oh i need this eight hundred dollar pedal or i need this like insane you know like um like john mayer uses like an amp modeler and it's like a two thousand dollar like rack mounted unit it's like oh man like do i need this three thousand dollar amp modeler to like get a good di tone and it's like no not yeah. really you just gotta play good i mean it obviously like makes it better yeah, it's like I guess it's like yeah, you're, it's the game of inches at that point. Like, the you know seventy five eighty percent is like um, yeah your performance, and then every you know percent after that just gets more and more expensive. Yeah, but it like doesn't make that much of a difference. Yeah, it's like a, it like exponentially falls off. Same thing with recording equipment. It's like like eighty percent. I feel like. There's like a certain amount of money where it's like, oh, this makes a difference if I yeah. get if I get, you know, a three hundred dollar mic versus like a fifty dollar mic. Yeah. But then like the difference between a three thousand dollar mic and like an eight hundred dollar mic or a thousand dollar mic is not really Yeah. There's like a certain level. I mean these things are what? You can probably pick one of these up used for like three, four hundred bucks the SM seven B and like fucking sounds great. Yeah. And like you know I mean there's been I've definitely done vocals and stuff on like 57 things and like, or, or like mics in that class. And it's like still works. And it comes down to, I feel like mixing and like, are you recording in a room that's like not really echoey? Yeah. But I feel like with the new band album that, uh, recorded with John and Michael and Nick, we went to a studio, the vault, have you heard of that? No. Maybe. It's a really nice studio. Now I have. Really nice studio in Neville <laughs> Island. They've got like a like legendary Neve mixing board and like an amazing room. I don't know. It's just like everything is amazing in there. 
and the album sounds i feel like it sounds it sounds really good but the price difference in like there's two songs with vocals and one of them i recorded with this at home which is i think it's it was 300 mic tech and i used to have a more expensive microphone but i didn't really gel with it so i wanted to try this one and then the other song of vocals was recorded with I think it's a U67. Mm. It's some like oh, $10,000 microphone. Yeah. And oh, like, those things are sweet. But also, are they? Then it was going through like a tube tech compressor, which is like $3,000, like into the, the Neve mixing board, which like, that's like $100,000. It was like the most expensive uh, vocal chain I've ever used. And the vocals sound good, but I don't think they sound like... $100,000 better? I don't think you would... I don't think, <laughs> I don't think like the average listener or maybe even not average listener would really be able to to tell maybe maybe they would i don't know you'll have to see if you can tell which one yeah was recorded at home which one was recorded at you'll have to you'll have to just a million dollar studio blind i think i think like like we're trying to um i don't know book some like proper studio time ps this is maybe we can and we can talk about it right now fuck it okay uh (laughs) Cause I'd like to like bring you in. Like I'm really considering recording a couple two tree songs at like the YMCA. Where the the y, the YMCA over I think in like uh, Bloomfield they has a like a recording studio. What? Yeah, <laughs> and they're like yeah, they, like there's like I think like an iMac with like Pro Tool. I mean they have Logic, so we're we're a Logic team. Logic gang rise up. Uh, <laughs> Pro Tools is for nerds. Um, <laughs> but like. I don't know. I mean, I I, I imagine it um, is like I don't know. The room is a recording. I don't know. I haven't like looked into it too much, but it's like I know that it's like dirt cheap to book, and like part of hmm. part of what I'd like to do is like um, you know whether we record like a quote unquote like live EP or like a couple like a collection of songs that we just like knock out in the studio in one weekend like and then that's that mm-hmm. and just like put it out because like i'm like really happy with how this current ep is coming along but it's like a lot of individual tracking a lot of it's a like, long process it's a long process and like and like i think piecemeal yeah and i'm like i'm excited about the songs i think bottoms up came out really good the door is like almost done um and like i'm moving on to the to the third song on it um and i'm like really happy with how it's coming out but also like it'd be cool to just like have more like quick hit shit where it's like maybe it's not as tight maybe it's not as crafted but like if we can like knock something out in a weekend and put out more music you might be surprised at how tight it turns out yeah because like whenever you play live at least i've learned when i do things piecemeal like individual layers drums first and everything else it doesn't have there's a different quality of when everyone's playing it together and uh it's honestly like kind of hard to get that when you do it individually i mean you can like artificially kind of just like make sure everything is aligned and everything and oh i'd be doing that yeah same don't throw us a heavily edited band (laughs) oh oh like so much shit is cut together i'm like like i don't care like i'll if i have a good vocal take where i miss one note i'll shoop Drag yeah. that shit right up to the yeah. right tone. Like I don't care as long as it doesn't sound like fake. 
Yeah. As long like, as it, yeah. You yeah. know, if fucking the horns are like slamming a line and like somebody hits a note too soon, I will shoot you right on. And it's like, oh my God, this band is so locked in. It's like, yeah, the power of technology. Yeah, I, I do that too. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I think about it like if you were making some piece of visual art and you need to draw a straight line, like you could draw a freehand line and like take pride in like how straight of a line you can draw. But like, I, I feel like there's no, it's just like a tool, like using a ruler or like a protractor, yeah. or like a, a compass or if you're like a digital artist, like making things that aren't, you know, you couldn't make freehand. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's, you're just trying to make like the best, most enjoyable you know, three minutes or whatever that you can. And like, if you can make it better then you know, why would you not? Yeah, I agree. But I feel like there was a long period of time where I was very, I felt like very guilty about doing that or like correcting things. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm like a phony or like, uh, this is like artificially augmented or something. But then I'm like, there's also like 10 different parts playing now that this isn't like supposed to be like a photographic yeah. representation of the band this yeah is a song this is like a, a you know a sculpture yeah hell yeah we were supposed to talk about live performance john uh that was the that was the unofficial yeah, subject you were talking about doing a live performance based recording true and i think you know if you can do a recording live and get isolation. If you could get like the drums isolated, put Casey in one of those drummer boxes, like they have at church. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, like <laughs> moderate isolation. Like with, I think you can get pretty good isolation. Like even when I recorded with Nick in the basement, my guitar was going, and there was like very minimal bleed, and we didn't put any. I forgot to put up like the you know shield, the gobos, those like sound absorbers around my amp, but. But yeah, if you can do it live, I feel like you can use that either just as as is or like you could use that as a bass and then just like, hmm, I want to add, you know, backup vocals or like redo the main vocal or yeah, redo the solo or something. I feel like that's worked out pretty well for us trying to just like, it's a lot faster and easier. Um, But yeah, if you just like, get together and i mean if it's like four songs or something just like drill those four songs just play them a whole bunch of times and just keep you know i feel like you start to just refine your parts and like it gets to a point where you know you can play through the song and just get through it and it's good and yeah maybe if there's like solo could redo you know overdub that or like uh you know atmospheric elements you can always add those later but like the main foundation is there i feel like i feel like it's definitely worth a try and it saves saves you a lot of work as like a producer of like you know putting that in before you record and like everybody together kind of developing the song yeah and um it's just more connected because we started recording our album uh piece by piece and the process is just very disjointed and like sometimes that's that works fine. Yeah. But it's it's nice whenever it's just like one session or two sessions and it's like everything is there. Yeah. Or someone will come up with like a cool idea and it's like, oh, that'd be s- sweet. But the 
the drums that we have tracked don't mesh with like that so it's like maybe it's like are we gonna go back and retrack that stuff like probably not so it's i don't know yeah Some interesting stuff yeah i think i think you guys could try it because you're i feel like you're tight as a band and yeah we've got like a, a few songs that i think like lend themselves very well to it they're like simple arrangements like you know they're not super out there in terms of like what's going on yeah right like, like you could you could you could nail them yeah and like i don't think there's going to be like a f- like the ones that we're we're thinking about like are are very simple like arrangement wise and like you know a lot of our stuff like on this current ep is like you know a little more electro like synths and layers and yeah you know crazy stuff and like i would probably still want to like layer in like some double triple vocals like after the fact but um yeah, there's something about I just want to like be able to put out more stuff and I think that I don't know it's worth it and it's like if I don't like it I don't know I've taken music down before yeah yeah I'll do it again if I don't if I, <laughs> if I put out some stuff and a year later I hate it I'll fucking take it down like save it while you can I've noticed there's there's also a difference, like maybe part of the reason why it sounds different when you record together live is that people play differently when they're playing together. I've noticed like their tone, like in drums, uh, you know, if the drummer's recording by themselves, their energy will be different than if they're playing and everybody's like, yeah, playing it together. Like they'll probably be a little more, the live takes usually come out more lively and like maybe a little more. You know, played with a little more, like, feeling, I guess, because, like, it's just, like, in context. Yeah. And, like, same thing with, like, guitar and guitar solos. Like, it's different doing that, like, in a vacuum by yourself versus, you know, going through a song uh, together. So, I feel like it's definitely worth trying. Well, YMCA, or maybe we'll get into like a more proper studio. I don't know. I want to. I want to look into that because I'm all about that cheap, cheap baby. Yeah, and like, just like practice for it, like you're practicing for a show. Like, get it to like this is just like drill it, and then I feel like you you know you'll be yeah. ready to. I, then you'll also be ready to perform it. Yeah, which is like also very nice just to have like some new song to perform that you had to learn to record it. Yeah. Um, uh, we're trying to, um, we're trying to pick a, a, a cover song that we could do like in our style. That was like, I'm like, all right. I don't know. I, I, I see what like Buffalo Rose does and cause like they're awesome. And like, I'm like, Oh, they have like, like borderline that like madonna cover that they do is like you know i haven't heard that oh my gosh it's awesome um but it's like very in their style and it's like that stuff can like generate a lot of like new listeners and traffic and like definitely pull people in who might not otherwise like listen to you and i've been like i want to pick like an iconic song that we can cover in a different style from how it is 
but fucking Scary Pockets has covered all of them. <laughs> Every time we're like, oh, this one would be great. And I'm like, all right, let me see if Scary Pockets did it. Yeah. What's going on? What's up? What's going on? That oh. song? Oh, actually, honestly, I don't know if they've done that. I feel like they that, might have. That one was, me and Alyssa liked that one at your that show. Shit, that shit slapped. I was, uh, enjoyed that. Picking a cover is hard. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you should let it deter you too much because there's going to be a lot of duplicates right. for, for classic songs. Probably. You know what? Scary Pockets hasn't done that one. We've gotten away from playing that one, and I don't know why. I don't know. That uh, was that Bring was it good. back. I think it gets people going. Um, I don't want to actually spoil it. I don't want to sp- actually. You know what? Fuck it. If someone's <laughs> listening this deep in the podcast, they can hear what uh, yes, to the billions of listeners, to the billions and billions and billions of Carl Sagan's. Um, you know the song "Numb" by Linkin Park. I think so. I've become so numb. Yeah. I want to like do that, but like it's like, like funky, it's slow, like funky groove. <laughs> I haven't heard that. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I was just shooting the shit with Casey last night, and he like came up on like the pop punk, you know, hardcore scene stuff. So we're just uh, shooting the shit. Simon and I had like landed on the song "Born This Way" by Lady Gaga. I'm like, I'd have to hear that one. Ooh, there ain't no other way. You would know the song if you heard it. Okay. Mama told me when I was young. We were all superstars. Okay, that sounds familiar, but I have to listen to it. You have to listen. It's a it's a great song. I was like, oh, what if we did like a slow like soul cover of this? And then I was just like, hell yeah! Me and Simon like we're like done deal. And then Scary Pockets already did it. The uh, same exact thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they haven't done Lincoln Park yet, so maybe we could beat them to it. That could be interesting. Like picking a song yeah that's just like totally wildly different. wildly out of genre yeah like or, or adapting like, it yeah and like or going opposite with like getting a slower song or like more of like a and like you know funkifying it yeah or like danceifying it yeah man I, I i've never released a cover i don't know how that how that works I think there's an option on Distro Kid, like, is this a cover? Yeah, and then they they just do like some royalty split stuff. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, covers. I feel like on YouTube too, Instagram, like those. Yeah, I could see something like that generating more, you know, traffic than you know an original, at a certain point, or like you know. And you just hook them with the cover, and then yeah. they will check out your stuff. We can never decide collectively on what to cover. That's our problem. It's so difficult. Like, we throw out a lot of ideas, but there's not one idea that, like, everybody's like, yes, that one. Sticks, yeah. Sticks. Come sail away. Come sail away. Sticks. I'm going to form a band just to cover that one song. Good. Call me. We'll sit in. We'll sit in for shows as a just a single song band, <laughs> perfected. Come sail away, or I don't even know what it's called. I'm sailing away. I think it's come sail away. I'm sailing away. 
Yeah, that would be... Just to get the boss, tell them what to do. <laughs> I know, it doesn't work like that. Well, yeah, you know, I haven't, I haven't asked about uh, how everyone feels about that song. But it was a very random thing for me to latch on to at this point, I feel like. So I feel like it is not us. Yeah, you gotta do you gotta do what feels right. But I was like, hmm, I could see David doing this with stone throwers. You know, I, I forget what else I've heard you cover. Waterfall or something. Oh, waterfall slaps. But you know, it's a it's like ah, oh, this is a, this would be really fun to cover. There's just like a lot of other. I don't even know what other. Me and Nick are covering this really random song. Have you ever heard that band Granddaddy? They were like a 90s, early 2000s, like alternative rock or like indie rock. I don't know what they would be. What's the name of the song? AM180. It was made popular Am by I this. To, are we going to get. We're going to get banned. I won't do it. For playing. No, I'm we'll just kidding. It. You can you can do it. You think? No. I was just kidding. No, but like I think that the the algorithm gods might might mm. shut us down. I put music in I put music in uh, the intros and outros and sometimes it's other people's music. It was in twenty eight days later. You see that, that movie was in. so scary. Yeah. But <laughs> for some reason we I don't think I've ever heard this song. It was like one of these songs on our family computer growing up, like the computer in our household, my brothers downloaded a bunch of music. It was like the days of early days of like Napster and Kazaa, oh, did you, did you, LimeWire. Did you, did you use one of those skins for your media player? You know, oh, you yeah. Like <laughs> change the look of it to make it look cooler? Yeah, I'm sure we... I forget what player we used, but I'm sure there was... There was some skin experimentation. <laughs> I don't know why that just like unlocked that for me. Like I used this like orange random one. Yeah, I kind of like, missed that. If I'm listening to music, I have to use this little skin. So the window doesn't look like a Windows window. It looks like a cool orange. Yeah. I don't even know. I wish uh, Logic. I think you probably could, but I wish there was like different skins for Logic. So you could make it look different. Yeah. But... Anyway, wood grain would be cool. Yeah, I like wood grain. Hey, Tim Cook, listen up. Tim Cook. He's the CEO of Apple. Okay, yeah, we need... <laughs> ditch the white. <laughs> ditch the white, bring in the wood grain. Yeah. I don't care how much it costs. Wood grain As long as I don't Mac. have to pay for it. <laughs> we need wooden iPhones. Hell yeah. But yeah, there's just like all these songs that were random songs that were on our computer that I've just like been exposed to and like listened to all throughout childhood and stuff. And that was one of the songs that was on the computer. It was like, that was one. I feel like Sandstorm was one of them. (laughs) You guys should cover Sandstorm. That would absolutely crush. (laughs) Probably would. Like, like, I've never heard anyone play it. I've never heard anyone play it. It's faux pas. No, it's not. If you did that at the Thunderbird, I think it would be a riot. I think someone would be like, why are the people flipping tables? <laughs> why Why are the curtains behind the stage on fire? <laughs> yeah. Throwing like bar stools, like 
<laughs> we'll do a medley with that and then the zombie nation yeah and then uh, maybe the blade soundtrack theme song which is oh yeah that would you know it could work could be crazy enough to work sandstorm that would that's one of those things that like i would like to go into for like a minute and then like go out of like just like in the middle of some random part of a thing and just like start playing that and then as soon as people are like oh it's that song then holy shit it's sandstorm then it's like done before it gets old yeah I'm like okay like i can only listen to this song for i like can listen to that song all day i'm gonna listen to it on the way home for sure <laughs> don't speed. full volume don't speed full volume sandstorm I'll literally crash my car to Sam. Fuck. <laughs> <God. laughs> Pedal to the metal. Going 100. I think my car would 19. explode by the time I got to like 85. Sandstorm. I mean, so you can you can end up speeding if you get pumped up. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm not allowed to listen to um, Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Just start driving like uh, I just, Fast and the Furious. I just start. I just start. I don't know. I don't know what it is about that song. I like noticed about myself in like, like high school, but like I was like, am I doing an eighty and a fifty-five right now? I'm like, I need to chill. I'm invincible. I just start weaving. Just like start driving very, very aggressively. Yeah, a specific time. I like, I don't know. Something was going on with my beater of a car, but I like had. Borrowed my mom's car and she was driving like a Lancer, like the little, yeah, little red Mitsubishi bomber, and like I was listening to that song and I literally was going probably going like eighty five on like a backcountry road and I was like, <laughs> and I like looked at the speedometer I'm like whoa I'm like <laughs> I'm like let me uh let me chill real quick I don't know if the the police will understand if I explain to them I'm like but I was listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> officer I I. I was really excited because uh, this is my fast driving song and uh, yeah, I just didn't. And I was in a car that didn't start shaking at like 65. So like I didn't oh, almost like ride. Didn't notice it. Yeah. You know, I was just like zooming. I was like, yeah, this is probably not a smart idea. Yeah, there's definitely those, those songs. I wish uh, I miss having like a Sandstorm. augmented sound system in the car. Have you ever had like a. Like a car with like a subwoofer or like upgraded. Sound. I was so close to getting a subwoofer in like my high school car, but thank the Lord I didn't. That's that's when I had one. <laughs> I miss it. It was like a piece boom, of crap. Boom, 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 it was a real piece boom, of crap boom, system, boom. but it like you know rumbled. So just like bounce. Uh, just like bought like random rap CDs and just like any music that I felt like would have bassy beats. Just like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just like a rattling piece of crap. <laughs> I remember like my boss at the time was like, I was like, you know, working at a restaurant. I was like, yeah, I'm saving up to buy a Alpine Type R, I think was like the speaker I wanted. And he was like, that thing will shake every bolt in your piece of crap car loose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think your license plate will fall off. I'm like, you know, probably. It's great. It's like so satisfying to like... Feel that, that bass. Bump. Yeah, like you get it at shows sometimes if it's like a bassy show and you're like yeah. standing in the right place. You just like feel the, the rhythm. 
It was bassy at Bottle Rocket. Yeah. That sub was jumping. That was Simon's nice. like, I feel like it's too much. I'm like, it's absolutely not too much. Never. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> I, I always tell him to turn up. Yeah, I feel like bass and drums, just like, I want that to be like a physical feeling when yeah. possible. Yeah. It's always my favorite. Or not always my favorite, but like... One of the things I like a lot, for sure. Yeah. I love when I like bass players do like the bass bombs. I don't know what it is. They probably just like hit the overdrive pedal and it's like, or just gain. And then it's like, like if you, they, they'll do it at fish shows like. Bass bomb? You mean like a slide down? No, just like a, just like a big like open uh, E, but like they'll like add a ton of gain. So it just like, yeah. outside of what it is, it's just like, bow. And yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I imagine like bass shows are like like that the whole time. Yeah, I, Buku or, just played. Where you're like, am I gonna shit my pants? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like my organ massage. Right. Buku just played at Thunderbird. That show would have been like that. It's just like trap, electronic music. He's actually from Pittsburgh. That's wild. Very very successful. But I, I there's so many shows where I'm just like, oh. I'll, like, put it in my calendar, like, I'd like to go to that. And then, like, for some reason, I'm just like, mm, I think I'm going to think I'm gonna just, like, not. stay home and watch the spread. I think I'm going to not. <laughs> I think uh, I need to see what Christy and Adriana are up to. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, I love, I love just hanging out. I have to, like, balance it. I, sometimes I have to, like, make myself go to events because those are, like, things that kind of whenever i'm at them i get I, I just like am thinking about that world like music and performing and like you get inspiration to do you you're kind of like taking notes on like oh certain, i'm steady taking notes just like oh that was cool like what they did there like i don't know moments that they create yeah bands or something and and also like i feel like i was seeing a ton of shows at a certain point and that is kind of like what got me like fired up to start performing more and stuff so i feel like but it's easy to not i feel like the older that we've all gotten like the less we've been doing that and the more we've been performing the less we've been just like going to shows for fun yeah yeah well it's like you're you're booked up on the weekends a lot but i I try to like make time for like in our band calendar there are shows that are We'll put things in yellow. And I'm like, I'm not booking anything. This is suggested mandatory fun. Oh, nice. You know? Mandatory fun. <laughs> yeah, it's important to have those experiences together, I feel like. Yeah. Just, like, being on the same page with, like, see the same things that were, like, inspiring to you. Like, you know, the other yeah. people have also seen those things. Yeah, there's, like, something that I've been, like, wanting to do ever since I saw the dip at the Thunderbird. Like, they did this... Um, you know, I, did, I couldn't tell you the name of the song, but it was like a faster tune, you know, and like they were rocking and like in the outro, like it just like became a drum solo and the drum solo just like slowed down in tempo and slowed down in tempo and slowed down in tempo until it was like, like a soft laid back beat. And then like the whole band just came in and like a slow song. Oh, and I was nice. like, I was like, that was really cool and seamless. <laughs> it went from like this rocking drum solo to him just like winding it down and then the band just like 
comes in. That's cool. And I'm like, damn, like you're now playing like a slow song when you were like, you went from a rocking drum solo into a slow song seamlessly. That's cool. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Sweet. I was like, damn, that was awesome. Yeah, it's like stuff like that. You just kind of like remember that kind of stuff could like and like certain moments in songs where it's like oh like i don't know the bass dropped out of this part and like it was just like guitar and drums and vocals or something or like just uh or this jerk guitar player is out here with a wireless thing on a a couch (laughs) you know yeah and i jealous of the wireless dude this thing literally i brought it it's it what it just is in my purse <laughs> your wireless setup yeah is that 150 a... bucks dude cheap how long's a battery i've nice. i've only ever run into problems with it when i forgot to charge it oh it's rechargeable Sweet. yeah so like it it will easily last an hour 15 you can probably get two hours out of it but like that like you know towards two hours it starts breaking up and like when i do solo stuff i do 45 minutes on 15 minutes off i just plug them in you know and i've played three hour four hour sets where i charge them in between it's just fucking honestly it's like so liberating to be able to like move around and like not be like tethered to anything yeah and like even beyond like the going out into the crowd stuff which i think like it's just fun. Just want to go it walk gets, over and get the people. Yeah, I can like walk over to the keys. Yeah, and like play off Juicy Dan or like if someone's taking a solo, like I can like get out of the middle of the stage, mm-hmm. you know, and like go elsewhere. Like go stand back by the drums if the keys are doing something cool. So it's like you, like by like again Buffalo Rose, they're great, um, and they're like all string band. They're all wireless. So like they move around a lot. Um, like the instrumentalists at least and like obviously the singers are on mics but like you know if like upright bass player is taking a solo it's like all the instrumentalists like move to the side and like kind of behind him you know and you're like not locked into somewhere and it like creates like you can create like motion and like like if you it's easier to like point out with like photographs and like graphic design but like like seeing like that city poster like there is you know that square on the diamond i guess like pointing down like it like draws your eye down to like the two artist pictures right or if you like look at a well-composed photo it will like outline things or there's like a way that your eye is like drawn directs your attention yeah Yeah. like like you could do that with like where you stand and like how you choose to like present yourself on the stage like or also like i know i've like i think i've like brought this up to you in the past it's like your gaze can be like super important you know so it's like if casey's taking a drum solo and everyone in the band instead of looking out at the crowd if we all position ourselves and look at him then it's like anyone who's looking at me and my big stupid hat they're like what's he looking at it's the fucking drums yeah so it's like you create these like channels to like draw people's attention and like when you're creating a moment on stage it's like 
you can like you know your body positioning like your gaze like all these things like can like amplify that yeah you know it's like yeah obviously the most important thing is that the drum is playing solo and you can hear it but like if you like position yourself on a stage in such a manner that like highlights that yeah you know or like bass is taking a solo like you know get low you know hit the hit the squat or the crouch you know i like go down on one knee sometimes to like free up room yeah you know yeah it's definitely it definitely works yeah i feel like i'm uh have to be like very like aware before the show of like thinking about that to make sure that I'm not just like looking at the ground or like my instrument the whole time. But I feel like most of the time that's usually what ends up happening or staring at the rafters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm like a, uh, I will, I will stare at the rafters. I also like, will if I'm singing a tough part or like every time I see someone with a camera, I'm just like, let me just close my eyes. Like I get so like uh, freaked out when someone's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, don't mess up now. <laughs> yeah, you know? Shut up, shut up, voice. Yeah, like, so I'm just like, you know, nobody's, I'm just here, I'm just here by myself. Don't mess it up. But there's also like, you know, there's there's songs where I'm on like a two-chord vamp, and like I can play that in my fucking sleep, you know? So it's like, two-chord vamp, like, maybe, uh, maybe I'll do some step touches, or I'll be dancing around, or like, I'll walk around the stage, or, you know? Yeah. There's like... It's usually when, like, other people are playing more intensive stuff. Like, you know, I've got more freedom. Like, I don't I don't really do anything wild if I'm, like, playing a solo. I'm just, like, locked in on what I'm playing. Yeah. Or if I'm playing, like, a tough part, it's like, all right, focus. But, like, you know, if I'm playing the two-chord vamp in a, like, instrumental section, like, do I, do I the heck you want? It's just, like noticing when those times are versus like when you're playing something more like sometimes you gotta look at your instrument yeah like it's definitely the uh i feel like the more comfortable the more i've played something yeah the more freedom i feel to like not be like only focused on not messing up yeah i feel like yeah that's it that's an that's the next level of uh performance aside from just like executing the music. It's like I feel like I saw that a lot in older bands. Like attention put on the yeah, stage uh stage presence, I guess. Yeah, stage, stage. presence like theatricality, performance. If you ever want me to be your performance coach, I would do it for free. I mean, you've, you've, you give me some coaching tips. You know, I, I try because I think, like, your music is fantastic and, like... Thank you. I don't, I'm not here to, like, toot my own horn, but, like, I think I'm, like, serviceable on very many levels of my musicianship, but something that, like, I know about myself is that, like, I can do that shit, like, very well. Like... Just, like, the live performance aspect, like, the theatricality, yeah. the, you know. I've also, like, made a conscious effort to, like, play a lot less. And, like, there's parts of this fucking songs. I just roll my volume knob off, and then I can, like, have my hands free. And, like, you know, doing shit. 
Yeah. You know, and then triangle it's like, solo. Yeah, triangle solo. Triangle solo plays. We didn't bust out the triangle solo last night. It wasn't the right vibe. Alyssa wanted me to tell you that the triangle solo was highly effective. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I've seen, I've, that's like, I've seen one other band like bust out a triangle and it was the same experience. Like for some reason, seeing somebody rock a triangle is a uh, very exciting. Well, cause it's like <laughs> you, whether you're like, you know, I, I played in like the, you know, I played saxophone in like the band for a couple of years and like your first introduction to the triangle, it's like a fucking meme. Like there is triangle in this classical tune but it just is a ding like twice during the song you know and like i saw they were like some like uh like arabic band like i saw this random thing on like youtube of this dude like rocking a triangle solo <laughs> like and then it like popped off because it was like whatever their most popular song was and i'm like like triangle could do that <laughs> i'm like i could do that it's the strongest shape right and then you know it just like it's cool and it's neat and it's not something that like you expect out of that instrument because it's like oh triangle it's just, it's one thing but it's like you can you can jam on a fucking triangle yeah it can really augment or like propel a groove too because it's yeah it's just sitting like on a totally its own layer of like frequency it's it really cuts so like if you're playing it a tight triangle yeah and like you like, can, like mute it with your hand yeah. and like there's there's one parcel song where they're like this this super groovy triangle and I've been like trying to learn how like I'm kind of convinced that it's two layered triangle parts because I'm like mm-hmm. I don't know if this is like playable it's like or you're like in the inside of it and also yeah, muting it like, and it's like it's electrifying it's a fucking triangle who knew you know triangle's back triangle is back dude I'm like can we put triangle on every song. <laughs> yeah. And we, we just added aux percussion and like that also adds so much, which I'm really, I'm really excited to be playing with Mike. Yeah. Percussion is. He had a stupid so family nice. vacation that was booked months in advance before uh, we, we had already booked the single release. I'm like, Hey, are you available, available this day? He's like, no, I have family vacation. I'm like, bail on your family vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Quit your family. Quit your family. Join the band. Join the band. <laughs> We're your family now. (laughs) (laughs) Take you on vacation to Bottle Rocket. Yeah. It'll be sweet. There won't be enough room on the stage for you. (laughs) We've got a nice corner. Yeah. We'll just put you next to the stage. I want to play there again, but also, I don't know if we were tight up there. Mm -hmm. It was. It's always a little stressful for me. It's cozy. Was loading in a, a difficult at all? No. I mean, like, it was, you know, it's just, like, it's tough on a small stage because, like, nobody wants to be, like, stuck in a corner. But I'm also, like, we all got to figure it out. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go be in the back if someone's got to go be in the back. Obviously, that doesn't fucking happen because it would be probably antithetical to the vibe. But Cause you're on a riser. Yeah. Just the overlord of the stage in the back. <laughs> like it's a silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my own smoke machine. <laughs> Start coughing during during verses. Can't have enough smoke on stage. Can't have enough. There's no such thing. It uh, just makes it feel like uh, less like reality. A little more like a dream. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I was super into that smoke machine. 
And also, like, I don't know, it was, it was weird because, like, again, like, I really only could, like, see and connect with, like, 10, 15 people at that. And then, like, there was, like, some, like, shadowy people in the back that, like, I was, like, I'd be, like, I'm, like, I could see you, this little shape wiggling. I'll, you know, lock into that person. But it was really cool to have, like, a very, like, narrow view. That's also something that, like, kind of blew my mind because I was always, always, like, damn, like, how do you get up, like, in front of, like, this huge audience and, like, not get freaked out by how many people are there? And it's, like, once the stage are, like, blasting lights in your face, like, you can't see anybody. Yeah. See, like, the first two rows. Yeah, I feel like I was just talking about with somebody that the less people there are, the more, like, nerve-wracking it is. Where, like, if I'm playing in a room like this for, like, one person or, like, ten people and everyone's just, like, looking at you, that's the most uncomfortable I am yeah. performing something. Stay J, you were rocking, dude. Spaghetti. Couldn't see anybody. I was looking and all I saw was just, like, shapes. I, I couldn't see anybody. Yeah, you just got to pick out a wiggly shape. I was like, oh, I know there's a lot of people in here that I know. I can't see any of them. Yeah, that was. You didn't see me, bro. I, I, I you didn't, didn't see me, bro. You had the hat, right? I did have that. No, I didn't see you. <laughs> it was a different hat. I had my party hat. I had. I saw you later, walking around. You were up front, but not when I was playing. Good. You should be focused on the music, jerk. No, you should be focused on me. That that show in particular has definitely had to be just uh, focused on what I was doing because I didn't know the song that well. Yeah, you also showed up Tim Palmieri, I heard. <laughs> That's a very intimidating uh, person to trade solos with. I was... Uh... Yeah, but they wouldn't have asked you if, they, if it wasn't the right vibe. You'd be there. Yeah, I'm just, like, surprised that they did, because that's, uh, you know, I don't think they have guests very often, and it's not like they needed to do that, or that that was, like, going to make the show better. Playing Summer Dance again? I don't know. Undisclosed. You should. Uh, We have for the last... You should play Saturday Night right before Lotus. That would be sweet. The thing is, it's usually like like under a month before the festival is when I hear anything about yeah. it. And we might be we might already be booked yeah. for that weekend unless we get an offer, you know, earlier. So hopefully So dear Lotus, Jesse, if you're listening to this podcast, which you should be, because why wouldn't you wanna <laughs> listen to us chat? For extended periods of time. Book Talk Dinosaur right now. <laughs> Book them right now. I would love... That, that's like a very cool event to be included in because it's... They don't have bands come back multiple years yeah. in a row. Like, I haven't seen... Like, we're the only ones that have been back multiple years, which is very flattering. So hopefully we can, but at the same time, I know like... Our booking and management is just, you know, they're looking at that date already. That's a big festy weekend. Yeah. And um, 
you know, also they want to kind of change the perception of us as a band that you can just book at the last minute yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to book Screw six months. you. Book Chalk Dinosaurs <laughs> six months out. <laughs> like, you know, like hey, the jerks. other bands that, that are on like, you know, a high level have to be booked a certain amount in advance through a certain process. Yeah. So I guess that's the, uh, that's Bo- the potential um, that we might be booked already. Well, I hope you're booked up years out because you guys are dope and i'm super excited that i feel like i feel like like the like the status and recognition has been like a long time coming for y'all thanks like i thought you were dope when i saw you at wilkins black party (laughs) 2015 or 16 or don't date us we're old (laughs) oh man that was so old I had already been performing for a couple years and then took like a hiatus at that point and then started playing again. So it has been a very long time. Hell yeah. Since well, here for it. 2000, 2008. If you ever want an okay singer to sit in on a song. Yeah. I have to like, <laughs> I, 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 th- I do think about that still. And I definitely. I love having take people you sit up in. On, on, on a certain song. I have to have to think about it but i definitely want to do that because i don't know many singers someday there's not there's not many of us in that scene like not that stunt throws are a jam band but like we're like adjacent yeah like funk jam is like they they go hand in hand yeah i mean like you have to like like i don't bill us as a jam band but like we'll some of our songs will be eight nine minutes long you know yeah and you guys do jam yeah that was that was like something so like um i'm like i don't know upset is the wrong word but like that like the summer dance jam like it was it's like so hard as like a singer to like be like when that big jam was going saturday night i was like damn i want to like sing a song but also like we just have like a ton of players who are just like ripping and like, how do you like insert yourself as like a singer into that yeah, sort of right sphere? Because like nobody fucking nobody fucking sings. Yeah, like I think part of why Goose is popular is because like they can sing. Yeah, know? and like most jam bands, it's like an afterthought. Exactly. Like. Yeah, and that's like a yeah, it's like a strength for them, and their their songwriting is very like yeah, like has pop song. Uh, I don't know what the word is aesthetic yeah uh just like yeah their songwriting and vocals definitely are what set them apart for whenever i talk about that with like my brother because yeah it is in a lot of jam bands it's it's uh might be there but it's not it's like there but it's not necessarily like we there because we have to have like words because it's uh, you know it helps people connect to it but like yeah, it is kind of an, an afterthought sometimes. You got to watch that live parcels thing I sent you. They're so good. I'm obsessed. I have like a mildly obsessive personality. And sometimes I get excited about certain things and it's just like... Mildly? <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> I'm like, this is my new favorite band. They're all I listen to for the next month or two. And then I'll find it. I mean... I think... Uh, yeah, I, th- I don't know. I think any artist... It has an obsessive personality because, like, that's like all, all they do. Yeah. Or like, uh, they usually are getting really into something. 
you know, alcohol, drugs, <laughs> gambling. Yeah. <laughs> try to stay away from the alcohol, but it's hard. I'm a little hungover. Last it is hard. Was, last night was fun. That's like, a, yeah, you got to pay the, the tax now, the fun tax. But yeah, it's just ingrained in every adult situation pretty much. Yeah. So. It's I don't hard. drink before. I, I have, I, I pour myself like a, like a double whiskey and like I'll, I'll maybe take like not, not even a shot of whiskey before I, before I play just to like get a little bit loose, but like, I don't, which is, which is tough sometimes. Cause like, you know, especially like bottle rock, we played third and like, there's a lot of people there and like, mm-hmm. it's a fucking rager. And I'm like, I am not drinking. Yeah. Until I get up on stage, then I'll like crack one and then I'll be like sipping on it while I perform. Cause it's <sighs> like tough. It's nice to be like, you know, if everybody there is drinking, like they're they are of a certain vibration and like you know loosening yourself up like helps you connect with them in that way but also like i don't know i don't like playing if i've like been drinking i like to play when i've been drinking but i don't sound as good so like yeah i feel like it's half to like be calmer and uh have just like a more excited having fun yeah energy which like sometimes i'm kind of like neurotic uh, and anxious about playing so it helps for that although i need it less for that and now more it's just like i'm here like five hours early what else am i gonna do yeah (laughs) i think i'll have a beer yeah sip on one yeah why not and um we love beer yeah so far i I feel like i have yet to have like gone overboard and like played a sloppy you know, not good show because of it. So <laughs> I did. I most certainly granted it was like, we did a, um, like the 2020 new year. We like threw a new year's party and it was like a big house party basement show. And like, we were supposed to, you know, we had two other bands on the show with us and like logistically, like one of them just like, like nobody could get there for like the first slot. So we're like, all right, well, instead of playing like an hour and a half set, we'll play like two 45 minute sets. We'll play first, and then we'll play like right into midnight. And like we played first, it was fucking rocking. Then we're like at this raging New Year's party after playing a set. Yeah. And then like had another set. <laughs> had another set. And definitely had a little too much fun at the party. And also like midnight struck and we're like toasting on stage, like drinking champagne. And like we had like I think two or three songs we played after midnight. And like one of them I was just like, just turn i just turned the volume down on my guitar <laughs> i was like i was like you know we have enough instruments here like i was like i, I can't play this thing <laughs> like um, genuinely could have i was like well, at least you had the mindset i'm to- like and this is this is this this is it this is what happens when you're too drunk and i'm like you know everybody there they you know it's like fucking 12 20 on new year's eve like Everybody was pretty sauced, so I don't think anyone was like, "Oh man, this guy is fucking up." Because like, <laughs> yeah. everybody was just like, "That guy's been drinking." <laughs> yeah, obviously, every like everybody was, you know. But I was like, "Okay, so that's the line." Yeah. Well, you had the awareness to uh, step back instead of step forward and oh. like take the wireless uh, advantage of the wireless and like jump up on the table and like smash somebody's face with your guitar or something. Yeah. 
kick a drink over. Yeah, just accidentally just like not. Have you ever smashed a guitar? I really want to, but I've never done it. I have too much reverence for the instrument. Yeah, yeah. It's always kind of sad. We one of the battle of the bands I played in high school, we had a plan to like buy like a toy, just like some kind of guitar at Goodwill and fill it with cottage cheese and smash it. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been such a mess. Yeah, we didn't make it. It either got confiscated or we couldn't... I can't remember if we found an actual guitar to smash that was like a cheap like piece of garbage. We ended up filling up rubber gloves with like beef stew and like canned goods. We were like... Those got confiscated. <laughs> I think we <laughs> rubber gloves full of beef stew. Yeah, I think we like tossed like one of them out into the crowd, and then they like the teachers were like, "No, no, 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 no. We don't know what these are, but give them to us." <laughs> Get yeah, we, these beef stew gloves out of here. We were not thinking of <laughs> how that would affect uh, other people, but we thought it was funny. But yeah, that was a bad idea. Yeah, that's teenager shit. We didn't win. Never won a battle of the bands. Never even did a battle of the bands. I didn't play out until I was 23. It's like asking for, I don't know, it's just asking for, a lot of them were like vote-based and like money-based and like... Popularity contest. Yeah. And so it was always just like, eh, like this is dumb. Um, And it's just another one of those things where it's like, I just don't like being ranked or like rated for music. Kind of like when you... It's kind of like why I don't ask for feedback. Cause yeah. I'm just like, I don't, you know, if somebody likes it and they tell me they like it, then I like to hear that. Yeah. I don't want to like. Tell make, me only good things. Yeah. I don't want to like ask somebody like, what don't you like about it? I mean, I guess there's something valuable about that. But like at the same time, like I try not to care about that as long as I like it. Yeah. Because I, I feel like there was a time I was sending my music out for reviews just like sending it to blogs and stuff on the internet and there have been like a couple where like they take the time to write like a bad review like fuck you like why didn't you just like write a review about a thing you liked and like not write something about this but it was still just like after that i'm like all right i don't care what other people think yeah i'm going to not seek that feedback unless it's from you know people in the band or something like yeah. do you like this or that yeah something where it like kind of has actually has the like um potential to be like constructive yeah yeah like if we're trying to you know come up with something to we're gonna be making but if something's already done like i'm not gonna seek out feedback yeah fuck yeah all right hold on i have to do a thing on the internet. Okay. I'm going to take a picture of you. Oh, all right. I'm going to post it on social media. Hmm. Are you uh, okay with that? Do you yeah, yeah. It? I was just looking if I should have a prop or something. No, I think you're good. Okay. I just, um, I'm making, I'm trying to make more of a concerted effort to like actually have banned social media presence. Because apparently, apparently that stuff's important. Apparently. Yeah. So they say. Yeah. Wow, summer camp lineup stacked. Is this a video? I don't know. Should it be a video? Mm. You think we could should be. do do a picture? Maybe, yeah. Or no, it's it's definitely a video now. Well, hope you liked B. 
being in videos. <laughs> this is weird content. Just unhinged. This is live from the podcast. Wow. To all the millions of listeners out there. Billions. Thank you for your support. This is David, <laughs> Dr. D from the Stone Throwers, Pittsburgh Electro Soul? Yeah, Electro Funk Band. <laughs> work, work on some of David's music, <laughs> mixing. And so if you haven't heard Stone Throwers, we're pretty okay. Listen to them on Spotify. Some people think that we make listenable songs sometimes. I would say so, yeah. I would say so. <laughs> All right, now I'm feeling awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking that video for way too long. No, there's no such thing as way too long. It's long-form video content, baby. We're here for it. I used to do videos for all the podcasts. Set up too a, much work. Too much work. And like, ultimately, I listen. I was like, I listen to podcasts in the in headphones, not yeah, not like watching a video. So, it's, and then I was like, if I don't do the video, I'll be able to like pump out so many more. Yeah. But then it turns out that I I think I do it less now. Well, I'm glad that you had me on this podcast. Yeah, this is the first one in months, literally. Heck yeah. So, the train's still going. I haven't totally died My mom yet. might listen to it. I think my mom will too. So <laughs> Shout out to moms. <laughs> yes. All right, now we got to turn off the mics and talk about drugs. No. no. What? <laughs> Just kidding. They have a place and a time. Just like everything. Good shit, brother. Well, thanks for having me. I guess this is the end. It sounds like the end. It sounds like, well, I kind of have to pee. Oh, okay. All right. So, like, I'm like, I'm right. like, do I just, like, work in an organic potty break or do we just, like, wrap it? I mean. How, how, how long have we been going? 135 minutes. All right. Yeah. That's, that's a long conversation. We could wrap it. Long form. Yeah. Good shit could go on longer but it could go on longer. save that for another yeah. episode where we talk about hard topics yeah topics that nobody wants to talk about but that yeah, everybody like how, thinks about yeah like how birds aren't real <laughs> <laughs> or like what to do when you have heartburn and you're in the middle of a performance oh you're like oh no i shouldn't have eaten that undercooked steak at this crappy oh. dive bar in altoona oh man that sounds bad it was so bad it was such a terrible decision like, oh i just feel like i could vomit yeah if i sing too loud of a note yeah, i should have packed my depends <sighs> never never not have those especially if you're playing a long set oh my gosh i feel like my my bodily functions of it seems like they just turn off during shows which is good hope that doesn't change yeah i hope you don't pee your pants on stage yeah or like that would be kind of rock and roll though if you're literally like playing such like a long rip and solo that you're like you're like i can't stop the music <laughs> it's going and too i well. can't i can't hold this in you're like no that's where the wireless comes in handy yeah you could keep playing the solo walk off the stage go you know behind the stage yeah this one doesn't have that much of a range those ones that are like four hundred dollars and like the, the belt clip with like the little those like walkie talkies. Oh yeah, those things you can go anywhere in a room. And you can take it to the bathroom. Yeah, keep playing. Yeah, that'd be great. 
All right. Well, start start a GoFundMe for a more robust wireless system so that I could take bathroom breaks mid-set. Do you have anything you want to plug about stone throwers? Any upcoming things or music that you might have just released? Oh, yo, we just put out a <laughs> single produced by Chalk Dinosaur. It's cool as fuck. It's called Bottoms Up. Listen to it. It's good. Simon wrote it. Simon's a great songwriter. There we go. New yeah. single. New single. Any shows? Uh, Club Cafe, 23rd of March. Of March. Cool. Um, and then we're at the casino, the 25th. But come to the Club Cafe one, because that one we need to sell tickets for. And the casino one is just, we're getting paid a rate. Oh, nice. I, I want to come to that one, too. When's that? Uh, the 25th. That's Saturday. 9 to midnight. Wow. Yeah. Three sets of stone throwers. It's going to be real loose. Sweet. We're going to take all the money that they're paying us, and we're going to put it on black right afterwards <laughs> yeah. at the roulette table. So are they going to get paid twice as much as we asked for, or we're going home with nothing? Are you really doing that? I just said it on the podcast, so now we have to. <laughs> I kind of want be... to, but like I don't know if like everybody how will much be down pe- with it. How much is people depending on it? I guess you could do that with your cut of it. Yeah. If you, if you want to. If you want to go home happy or sad and no in-between. Yeah. I'm like, daddy needs to refret his guitar. I also have to get my guitar refretted. I'm kind of dreading that. Yeah. I did this whole thing where I like sold a bunch of guitars because I'm like, I feel like the people who play guitar the least have the most guitars. Like, you know, those people with like 15 guitars. Collector. Um, yeah. yeah. And I like don't really play any of them. And I'm like, I play this thing all the time. But I was like, I just want one. Yeah. And now it needs to be refretted. And I don't have a backup guitar. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I think I could source a backup guitar from somebody. Oh, yeah. I don't think it would be a t- difficult thing. No. Yeah. I have, uh, I have a guitar, extra guitar if you need one. I might actually take you up on that. It's uh doesn't have a whammy bar. Might sound a little different than yours. Uh, as long as it sounds like a guitar. As long as I can play it. I gotta nice. see how long I gotta see how long it'll take for a refresh. Because if I bring it on like a Monday, and they can get it to me in like a few day turnaround, I should be fine. But where are you taking it? Probably Pittsburgh Guitars. They're the only ones who have like treated me right consistently. Where's that? Southside. Oh, they'll do refret. I think so. I brought it in to get set up, and I'm like, yeah, like it's you know, like I'm getting some buzz. Like they're like, well. They're like, they're like, these. This definitely needs refretted soon. They're like, but it's a good thing. It means you're playing a lot. I'm like, no, it's not a good thing. It means I have to pay a tax of two hundred dollars to keep playing my guitar. Damn it. But it's maybe a strap. I'll, yeah. Might be able to just buy a new neck for two hundred. No, new <laughs> necks are like four hundred. Yeah, I should refret mine. I'm starting to have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. It's becoming urgent now. It's it's the time. <laughs> yeah. So you can go first. Oh, I'll go downstairs. Oh, look at that. Got two toilets. Two toilets. Welcome to Pittsburgh. One bathroom, two toilets. <laughs> okay, well, and these are always weird and so Sayonara, motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, is that Thank you for crazy? listening. Thanks. Thank <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. That's a I can tell you gotta go to the bathroom. That's a spicy comment there. Goodbye. Hot t- oh, that's nice. See you later. 
All right, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, congratulations. This is me. It's John again. I'm here by myself recording an outro. Really, all I wanted to say was during the course of the uh, conversation, uh, I, I listened to a little little bits here and there, and I'm very unsatisfied with the amount of times that I say like in conversation. And I always feel that way when I have guests on the podcast because my conversational skills, they're not as good. So, here's to removing like unnecessary likes from conversation i feel like it sounds better and that's what i want to do that's the way i want to speak i'm not gonna use the word like not as much there we go self-reflection this is something that uh recording yourself can be very helpful for because you really don't know what you sound like from a third point uh, third perspective you know until you hear it then you're then you're made aware of certain things you do that you don't realize that you do and the same goes for music record yourself playing record your band playing and you hear things that you probably didn't hear when you're in the moment in the first person taking in all the sensory information from your own body as you're doing it, trying to process all the mental information you need, you're not aware of some of these things. And to make a long story short, well, to make a short story long, 2023, getting rid of the excess likes. Well, I think I say that every podcast, because I listen to it and I go, I'm saying like way too much. I should stop that. But I'm out of practice. I haven't done a podcast in maybe months. But it's still going. It is still going. And it's going to keep going. Just very inconsistently. Because that's the way it works. At the Chalk Dinosaur Podcast headquarters, people come and go as they please. People take a siesta, two hours for lunch if they want. If they're feeling like, I need to go take a trip. I need to go rest my brain. You know? Chalk Dinosaur Podcast takes a vacation. And when we come back, we're refreshed. And we feel like we got new perspectives, new view. We got a new angle to look at things. And that's what we're looking for on the podcast, okay? We're looking for insights. We're looking for a peek inside the minds. Uh, Okay, going off the rails here. I'm going to wrap it up. Basically, watch your likes, people. Mainly young people, Generation Z or Millennials, Gen X. I don't know what generation I'm in, but whatever generation I'm in and younger seems to only happen with them. When I talk to older folks, people, parents' age, you know, the next generation up, they don't do it. I think it's a generational thing. And I'll tell you what, I think it sounds better without it.